are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Wednesday, January 9th. And I guess we can celebrate. We're barely avoiding LeBron tonight. But this is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News. A Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. Today, we're going to look ahead to some of the particulars about tonight's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. We're also going to talk to Anthony Irwin of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Kind of a wide-ranging interview that ran a little long about the franchises, the history there, and also the current ties. Kind of a fun conversation that I hope you guys enjoy as well. Give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore after that, also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. And check out the Facebook account as well at Lockdown Pistons dash. Matt Shook, give us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out, helps other Pistons fans follow and find the podcast as well. But the Pistons, basically another must-win game tonight at Staples Center, 10.30 p.m. against the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James led usually, but not today and not tonight as we find out from Anthony Irwin was we figured that the groin injury that he suffered on Christmas Day against the Golden State Warriors will keep him out of tonight's game against the Pistons. So, you know, sweet relief for Pistons fans who have seen enough of LeBron James throughout his career as the Pistons now coming in, losing 5 of 6, just 17-21 uh, and 21 outside of the Eastern Conference playoffs. But just by one game, and really one and a half games out of the sixth seed as well, wanted to update some of the projections. 538.com, the ESPN micro site run by Nate Silver of uh, Michigan State University fame. Also uh, the politics podcast that I enjoy of 538.com. He still says that uh, their mellow projections, Carmelo projections, said that the Pistons still have a 61% chance of making the playoffs despite being outside of the playoffs as we stand here right now on as we tape this late on January 8th. But my non-scientific poll, one that I put up on the Twitter account for the Lockdown Pistons handle, I put that up early on Tuesday morning. It's almost done. I think they let you have those up for 24 hours. But as, as I look at it right now, 122 votes have been cast by you guys, and 68% of you say that no, the Pistons will not make the playoffs. So who do you believe? Do you believe... The number nerds, the uh, 61% chance positively of the Pistons making the playoffs, or the fans, the Pistons fans who are down about this team right now. I think we've lost 14 out of 18 games right now for the Pistons. So 68% of the Pistons fans or followers on Twitter say that uh, the Pistons will not make the playoffs as opposed to 61% chance, according to the numbers nerds. So we will see. And we'll have a lot of Lakers talk coming up in our discussion with Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers, so kind of wanted to let that sit there, and uh, we'll cover everything that needs to be covered there coming up, but I wanted to give you an update about what's going on with the schedule. The Pistons, tonight's game is the first of four on the road for a West Coast swing tonight against the Lakers, 10.30 p.m., and then tomorrow night, a second of a back-to-back against the Sacramento Kings. We'll uh, preview that one on Thursday's podcast and also look back about Wednesday's game against the Lakers, tonight's game against the Lakers. That is a 10 o'clock start 
on Thursday night. So uh, a lot to ask for the East Coast folks who got to wake up early to stay up for that one. But 10 o'clock, certainly better than 1030. Not a little bit of a reprieve in the schedule, but depending on what you're doing on Saturday afternoon. But Blake Griffin's return to Staples Center to play against the L.A. Clippers, his first game against his old team in L.A., is going to be at 3.30 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. And then on Monday, to wrap up the four-game Western Conference swing, will be at Utah, and that will be a 9 o'clock game on Monday before the Pistons return back home at Little Caesars Arena on Wednesday, so a week from today. Returning home for the Orlando Magic will be the first game after the break. Some good news for the Pistons today pertaining to that uh, Monday game against the Utah Jazz. Sounds like uh, Ricky Rubio and Thabo Cephalosha will be off and uh, for a couple weeks each. So both of those players are projected to miss the game on Monday night against the Pistons. So if you're being optimistic and you want to think that uh, the Pistons have a chance to get that win against the Utah Jazz, uh, get a little revenge against Quinn Snyder and the boys, then maybe that is certainly possible, something that could happen for the Pistons. But first up, the Lakers, and up next, we're going to talk to Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers, one of the more popular shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. But as we talk about and have talked about, your smart speaker can play the Locked On Podcasts, including Locked On NBA, get the national news on the NBA, or also Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Those are our two of our more popular podcast throughout the network to get your you know your fantasy and your daily fantasy updates there so to get a hold of those podcasts or any podcast on the network just tell your Amazon Alexa or maybe your okay Google your Google Play device to, to tell your smart speaker to play play podcast locked on NBA play podcast locked on fantasy basketball play podcast locked on Pistons that's the way to get those uh, you know, smart speakers to play those podcasts every day. I got my parents set up with their Amazon Alexa to say play podcast Lockdown Pistons throws up the newest edition. So if you know someone who wants to listen to the podcast, but they're having trouble finding it, they're not as adept as you are on the internets with the iTunes and the other places, Stitcher places, uh, Spotify that you get the Lockdown Pistons podcast. We're trying to make it more accessible, trying to make it more findable for the folks that want to hear about their Detroit Pistons basketball team. And uh, there's not too many of you out there, but the ones, the diehards that are out there, the ones that want to hear the sweet dulcet tones of your boy Matt Shook, then that's the way to find it here on the Locked On Pistons podcast. But up next, Anthony Irwin of the Locked On Lakers podcast here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and now we're being joined by Anthony Irwin, the host of the Locked On Lakers show, one of the more popular podcasts on the network, as you would imagine, with all that goes on in Lakerland. Anthony, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hey, thanks for having me, and I, I apologize in advance for my voice. Hey, no problem. No problem. It, it, it sometimes is that bad here on Lockdown Pistons, too, as we, we do a lot of the uh, winter. We got the weather here that we have to worry about, so all the, the voice problems here. But what's the, what's the latest on LeBron, first of all? The Christmas Day injury has been out since then. What is the, uh, the scuttlebutt as far as when he might be back on the court? So you're just going to miss him. Uh, apparently, well, they're going to reevaluate him on Friday. So there's a chance that maybe he plays that day. But uh, as of right now, I would probably say he's he's about he's a couple games away. I would think the thing with groins is that it, it's it's such a vital aspect or part of your body that you don't really realize how much you use it until you till you kind of pull it a little bit. 
and everybody heal, heals differently with that kind of thing. Well, Anthony, maybe we'll turn this into a weekly segment. Anthony on groins and telling us how important they are, if, if, if you're up <laughs> for that. But uh, with LeBron James, and I, and I wouldn't say we're going to miss him as far as Pistons fans. Maybe we've seen enough of him over the years. I think we could say I actually made, thought about making the road trip, I guess the, the flight out to L.A. to see some uh-huh. friends and catch this game, but I didn't pull the trigger and happy that I didn't because obviously the main draw would be to see LeBron and the purple and gold for the first time live. But uh, so what do you think halfway through the season? You guys are 22 and 19 for the Lakers, barely in the playoffs as it stands right now. Maybe not quite getting what you wanted out of Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Again, this is from a bird's eye perspective. But how would you size up uh, how things are going so halfway through the year? So if heading into the season, I thought they would be kind of in that four to five seed range. Um, and that's if everything went to plan, no real injuries occurred, and and LeBron was able to to stay relatively healthy. And, you know, that was about where they were when he went down. And as you would imagine, when a LeBron James team loses LeBron James, that team tends to struggle a little bit, as, as, <laughs> as uh, exemplified by the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, right? They're, they're pretty far and away the, the worst team in the NBA right now. And and the Lakers are are I wouldn't say they're quite worst team in the NBA caliber right now, but but you know when when you lose somebody like LeBron and your entire offensive system is predicated on having him there, you're you're going to miss uh, him quite a bit. And and Ingram and Lonzo, to the point you made earlier, weren't quite ready. They said they were ready, but they it turns out they were not ready to carry any kind of burden with him out. But Anthony, I was listening to the show on Monday. You had kind of a mailbag uh, segment that I, I think you guys do uh, every week there. And one of the one of the listeners had a question about rivals, and he ticked off like seven Western Conference teams, and then uh, six, and maybe the, the Celtics as the other team, and wanted you to kind of talk about the rivals and and who's the more the bigger ones, who's the real rivals. And you were kind of stingy about it, said that yeah. the only a couple of real rivals. But where do the Pistons kind of fall in that mix? You guys didn't mention that. I know we're talking about ancient history, but that's all we have here. In Detroit right now so so how do how the Pistons gonna stand in that see if if the Pistons it's been what 30 years since the Lakers and Pistons met in any kind of series well no 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 it's been like 15 years right a couple times so three NBA finals with the Pistons winning two of them and the the Lakers winning one I think it's 88 89 and 04 yeah so I would probably say I would probably say it, it I wish they were more of a rival. Can I can I cop out with that kind of thing? I wish well, I wish we'll agree with you there. We'll agree with you on that one. because because they do have the playoff resume, especially right having knocked out those those Shaq and Kobe Lakers, and then and then in the eighties, kind of ruining some of the showtimes when when the Lakers got into those final series and and they weren't seeing Boston there. That you kind of licked your chops, and then and then those Piston teams were insanely tough. Uh, and so I wish that they were. I wish that. I guess there was more sustained success there so that there would be some memorable regular season bouts as well. Um, But, but it's just, I feel like the Pistons are either one of the best teams in the entire NBA or they're just kind of there. And, and it's kind of tough to, to maintain any rivalry when there's such inconsistencies. Yeah, I think you, I think it's a great answer. I think you hit it right on the head. If there were more of those consistent, doesn't have to be every time they play in the regular season, but if there were just every other year, every few years, some of those memorable games where it was a big one for the Lakers. It's always a big one for the Pistons when the Lakers are in town, especially Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or something like that. So it just hasn't really been there other than, of course, 
the uh, the three finals matchups and those as you talked about 15 30 years i mean we're talking about ancient history at this point in some ways but you know pistons fans we always look at it as uh the the glitz and glamour of la against the grit and grind of detroit <laughs> so it's just kind of we and we always took pride in the fact that the, the Shaq and kobe era was pretty much ended and it wasn't just because of the pistons obviously in 2004 but uh it kind of ended that in the coffin yeah and then and then kareem you know his last game was against the pistons as well and we know that the the lakers made the finals one more time in that era against the bulls but it was in some ways it was the last championship that the lakers won in that era against the pistons so we, we like to think that there, we were a significant footnote in the long storied history of the la lakers Oh, you absolutely are. And and it's and it just kind of goes back to what I was talking about a second ago. I really wish that it was a, a better rivalry here because of those footnotes. And and it and you mentioned you brought up the cultural kind of, you know, glitz and glam versus grit and grind and and, and that makes for really cool cultural uh narratives that come up in those rivalries as well. It's it everything encompasses there. And and like I said, I, I really wish the Pistons we're more consistently good so that we would have a little bit more of those because it is a classic rivalry that I just don't think gets its due as evidenced by my last podcast. Yeah. Right. And uh, like I said, I, I completely agree with you as far as the, uh, the, the lack of anything for the past 15 years. And it's important over the past 15 years to contribute to a rivalry. If it's going to be a big deal, I didn't mean to put you on the spot and, and criticize the, the rankings. No, I completely, fine. completely agree with uh, with the way you uh, prefaced it and not including the Pistons originally there, but uh, let's talk about this year's Lakers a little bit more. Kyle Kuzma and JaVale McGee, a couple of Flint guys from Flint, mm-hmm. Michigan, that are you know role players and hopefully emerging role players for their sakes and some of the Flint Town fans as well. How do you see those guys? Obviously, Kuzma in his second year with the Lakers, McGee in a uh, free agent acquisition this past summer. How are those guys fitting into the mix, and how's how's Kuzma's game developing in year two? Well, so I'll start really quickly with JaVale just because it's kind of a quicker explanation here. He was playing really, really well, and he was vastly, immensely outplaying his contract status. He's only a one-year minimum guy, but he came down with pneumonia, and that really messed with his system. He's still kind of sort of recuperating from that. It's funny, as as NBA fans, or I think technically as generally as sports fans, we think, oh, that guy's on the court. He should just be good to go. But if anybody else was recuperating from pneumonia, it would be not just a couple weeks that they were out, but like then a few weeks after that. And and I think we kind of forgot that. So I think he'll kind of bounce back sometime soon. And with Kuzma, though, he's one of the best stories, I think, last year. Kind of came out of nowhere um, and really surprised some people with, with the level of skill that he showed offensively. And then this season, it looked for right before LeBron got hurt, it started to look like he was getting starting to get it a little bit on defense. And then, uh, and then, as soon as LeBron gets hurt, he tries to carry more of an offensive burden, which takes his focus off of the defensive side, and I think brought his entire game back just a little bit. But, but just in general, I, I think anytime you can strike with a pick as valuable as as Kuzma has been in that twenty six to thirty range, you take it every day of the week. And then my favorite thing about Kuzma is how much he cares about the community that he came from. Him and and his mom Carrie. Uh, talk at length all the time whenever they possibly can about trying to lift up that entire area. And it's a it's a huge priority for him. And it's something that he and his mom and, and the entire community of Flint should should really be proud of. 
<laughs> but another guy with local ties. We I got there's more. I mean, you got Magic, who's from here. You got Polinka, yep. who played at Michigan. You got Judd Bushler, who was a former Piston. Um, so some other guys. But uh, the next one down the list is is Michigan rookie Mo Wagner. How's how's things going for him? I know he was injured for the first part of the year, and it looks like he's starting to get some run now. He finally is. The problem with Wagner was that, you know, for any, it's like we just talked about with Kuzma. It was, it's surprising how productive Kuzma was. And, and he was an outlier for, for that type of a pick. Um, so it's hard to predict anything from, from that range of the draft. And then it's no different with Wagner. And you add to that, that he was hurt and missed. I think he missed something like four months with a knee contusion. It's one of the worst bruises in the history of <laughs> I think Zaza Pachulia's got that same knee contusion right now. Yeah, yeah. So I know you follow Zaza's knee very closely out there in LA. I'm sure you were very aware of that joke. I have a uh, I have a tab on my computer for for Zaza updates as as much as I can possibly get. Maybe maybe we'll start a website. What Zaza's (laughs) knee.com? I think it's actually his quad. So maybe I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I follow this team closely. Um, But so with with Wagner, he he shows the skill set offensively that it looks like he might be able to make it work. I don't think he'll ever be more of a, of a mid tier role player. I think uh, just because of some of his defensive questions, but you know, if there's one thing you can't question about him, it's how hard he plays in the Lakers. There's a reason he's been playing there lately The the Lakers have lacked a lot of energy recently, especially since LeBron went down and you know, they're playing him just so that they can up that energy a little bit. And, uh, and, and, you know, to his, to his credit, he has stepped up given everything that's kind of up against him in those spots, lack of time leading up to this, the injuries leading up to this, being a rookie in and of itself is tough. And, uh, and he doesn't make any excuses. He just goes out there and tries to produce. And another local tie, I want to save this guy for last because it's probably more of an it's complicated question as well. Uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, a former draft pick for the Pistons, who got a long-term offer as a restricted free agent from Detroit before they renounced his rights, before they brought on Avery Bradley in a trade last offseason. That didn't work out, obviously, at all for the Pistons with Avery Bradley. But how's, you know, there's a lot of talk about KCP being a clutch client and having the LeBron James tie there. But uh, how's things going on the court for KCP and how does he fit in to the Lakers' hopes of, um, you know, you got LeBron James, you always got a chance of making a, a deep playoff run. The sky's the limit. You could win a championship with LeBron James, certainly even with a lot of, uh, you know, lesser players around. What's uh, KCP's uh, fitting in with right now with what the Lakers are doing? He's tough to figure out. He has really high peaks, and I wouldn't say so much low lows or, or, or basement level lows. He doesn't really fall off the face of the earth. Uh, or he hasn't to this point for the Lakers. The, the thing with him, though, is is fit. And a lot of the conversation heading into the season was who was going to be the starting shooting guard between him and uh, and Josh Hart. And it turns out Hart is probably more of a power forward anyway, despite his, his smaller stature. He's just really tough, and he prefers to mix things up down low. And, and that's kind of opened up, reopened up a role for KCP in the rotation. So long as he's hitting 38-ish percent from from three-point range, he's going to be a useful player. He's only 25 years old. Even if things don't work out with him long-term with the Lakers, he's just one of those guys. He just plays a role that every team, every good team, is going to need to fill. And, and uh, <laughs> look, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, role he played in, in just being a clutch client and allowing the Lakers to, I guess, 
for lack of a better term, tamper and and talk to LeBron James representatives last year and and get things uh, set up so that maybe LeBron could sign here over the summer. Now, Anthony, you mentioned Josh Hart and his flexibility, a guy that can play a lot of positions. Kuzma's the same way. I think he was playing a little bit of five earlier in this year as well. Brandon Ingram is the, uh, the young prototype of that, and LeBron James, of course, is probably the best historical example in, in some ways or close to one of the best historical examples of that positional flexibility. It's a team that can throw a lot of different lineups, a lot of different looks at you. You got Chandler. You got McGee in the middle now, too. I mean, what do you see as you talked about four or five seed is possibly, you know, where you saw this team landing in the regular season. What's the ceiling on this team? I mean, it's uh, I'm looking at the West. It's obviously top heavy. Uh, you got Golden State there. I've predicted that they won't win the championship this year. Is there what's the ceiling on this Lakers team? You know, barring a huge move at the deadline. And I know that a lot of people are they're already talking about free agency this summer as they are in LA all the time. But is this team have a chance to win a title if they can get things together? I guess that's my question. I don't see it just because of the presence of Golden State. And then now, I mean, we'll see how things look when Chris Paul gets back and Houston tries to refigure, you know, fitting him into the rotation alongside. James Harden, who is playing better basketball than anybody on the face of the earth right now. Um, I I don't quite see it. And that was that really wasn't the plan. The, basically, the Lakers plan for this first season was it's going to be a season long audition for guys like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and, and to a lesser extent, Kyle Kuzma and Josh Hart, because they can kind of fit on whatever roster they're going to be on. So they wanted to figure out, all right, which kids are worth investing in long term. And which kids can we invest in, in invest into a trade uh, using those kinds of guys, and and we'll see what kind of competition that they can that they can undertake in this first year with LeBron. I, it's still though, it's just the West is so insane, um, and and it's just a lot to ask of LeBron in a season that I I think even he would admit if given truth serum, he doesn't think that this team is quite ready for a championship run. I just don't think it's worth exerting so much into a season when the the plans are for Anthony Davis down the line or Kevin Durant down the line, and and you kind of build from there. Yeah, to be clear, I'm not predicting that the Lakers will win the championship, but I do think there is that outside chance. I've learned to never bet against LeBron LeBron James come playoff (laughs) time. Uh, I was one of the few that actually did say that the Cavs would get to the finals last year, despite how bad they looked uh, at times in the regular season. Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers. Last question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who are the top three players on the roster of the Los Angeles Lakers going into next season? Who are the three Biggest oh. players, best players on the Los Angeles Lakers going into next season. And your prediction, uh, go. Who do you got? Man, well, I think LeBron's going to be on the roster. So I think he, that's pretty safe, yeah. He comes in at number one. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's tough here because I, I think one thing that we're finding out in the NBA and this uh, Bill Simmons and, and the guys over there at the ringer came up with the term, but the pre-agency guys who are forcing their way out via trade a year before their free agency – we have we've yet to see one of those guys actually arrive at the destination that they prefer uh, initially in demanding a trade. So, like as much as as much as I would like to be an optimist and think that the Lakers are getting Anthony Davis, I I just have that that knack in the back of my head that's telling me that I don't think that's going to happen. I I really honestly think that you know it, the, the Lakers seem to think that they have a chance at Kevin Durant. That's why they haven't pulled off a Bradley Beal trade. So. 
I think it's LeBron, Kevin Durant, and and maybe Anthony Davis. Wow. And if not Anthony Davis, then it's then it's Lonzo Ball. Wow. Uh, LeBron, Durant, and Davis. I don't know how that would match up quite with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and uh, Reggie Jackson, <laughs> but it would probably go seven. That's for sure. I think. Uh, I think that's the case there, but it sounds like fun to be covering the team where you could talk about scenarios like that. Uh, a lot of good fodder for lockdown Lakers these days. It there really is, and and to be clear, that's I'm 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 operating off of what the Lakers seem to think is possible. I mean, they, there's like I said, they they real they haven't made a trade for Bradley Beal when they have the assets to make a trade for Bradley Beal, and that tells me that they're doing some kind of communication behind the scenes with somebody who matters. Who tells them they have a chance at somebody better than Bradley Beal this upcoming, this upcoming offseason? Well, you know, you got if you got Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant and LeBron James, you, sounds like you might need a point guard. Ish Smith is on the market in case you want a big <laughs> four this for this summer for your agency. Just trying to just grease the wheels a little bit, maybe but be something to look into. But Anthony Irwin uh, with the Lakers hosting the Pistons tonight. Thanks for your time. Give us uh, the quick rundown. Uh, some things that one, like I said, one of the more popular shows on the Lockdown Network. You guys do a great job over there. If uh, if some Pistons fans want to jump off the bandwagon and jump right onto the Lakers bandwagon the rest of the year, what can they look forward to on the show? Uh, oh, well, for one thing, my voice usually sounds a little better, um, but we we try to find a balance of of as much insight as we can possibly offer. I keep things as light as possible, just because at the end of the day, this is entertainment. This is just for fun. Um, the stakes here aren't aren't of the utmost uh, <laughs> importance. So I just kind of treat, treat things as they, as they come. And, and fortunately out here for the Lakers, we can, we can dream pretty high. Well, thanks Anthony for your time. Thank you. Anthony Irwin of locked on Lakers. We appreciate him taking the time to join us as the Pistons get ready for a 1030 matchup tonight against the LeBron James list. Los Angeles Lakers should be a fun one. Looking forward to seeing how the Pistons do out west this week. Maybe getting away from Detroit. Maybe getting away from uh, negative people like myself can help them kind of turn the corner and get back to the winning ways. Go ahead and go 4-0 on this West Coast stretch. I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek. I don't expect that at all, and I don't really see how that's possible. But that would get you back to 500 and get you back into business here in the Eastern Conference playoff hunt but this is your boy matt shook the host of the locked on pistons podcast give me a follow on twitter at matt underscore shook s-c-h-o-c-h another underscore after that also the locked on pistons twitter account check us out on facebook at locked on pistons dash matt shook and give us a rating and review on itunes as well stay up late and enjoy the game tonight we'll have the look back first thing in the morning on Thursday, as I will definitely stay up late and check out the game and get you everything you need to know about that one. We'll also look ahead to Sacramento, the game on Thursday in tomorrow's podcast, too. So have a good Wednesday, everyone. Enjoy the game tonight. <laughs>